Welcome to another episode of the SDA podcast. Uh, let's do a quick round of introductions. This is Anthony. Arthur? I'm sorry, I didn't know what okay, I was Okay, uh, Arthur, go. We, this, we've done this for three years now, and we, we still don't know how to do this properly at the beginning. Whatever. Three years, we've done it for like six years now. I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, Arthur, why don't you say hi? Sure. Arthur Wu, resident comic book nerd. Uh, dot? Uh, dot win. Probably second oldest guy here. <laughs> Behind Nick, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, like by far. <laughs> yeah, I'm the oldest. Yes. Uh, um, Nick Choi? I'm Nick. Uh, I don't know much, but I like attending these podcasts. I'm learning. You don't know much. That's that's it. <laughs> uh, Kai? Uh, my name's Kai. I'm here to masquerade as a Zoomer, as a perennial boomer, but uh, I'm here to offer that that mindset, which I think will be great for this show. He's the, the fetus of our show, yes. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Ron. Oh no, we have a special guest this 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 episode. Uh, Summer, won't you say hi? Hi, I'm Summer. I know less than Nick, and I'm just here to have a good no. time. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> Once you get rock bottom, you can only go up. <laughs> welcome, welcome, so, Summer. Yeah. We're, th- we're so thrilled to have you. Yep, we are uh, missing Ronald this episode, but maybe he can stop in it. Uh, a little bit later. All right, today's episode, we are going to be talking about WandaVision. Um, so a little bit of background on the show. This was, I believe, originally going to be the second uh, Disney Plus Marvel show, and it got uh, swapped with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, I'm sure with the pandemic, uh, it affected a lot of the show order, the storyline, the writing. Um, and and uh, the, the bigger universe, uh, at least that's what I hear. And so it's been over a year uh, since we've had Marvel content, uh, MCU Marvel content. And so this is the first show back. Um, and it's interestingly enough, uh, if you're a fan of it's always sunny or it's always sunny, uh, the director slash showrunner uh, came from that show. And so I think this is kind of like Marvel picking comedic directors Ooh. from huh who who was it i didn't know that i love that I think show. matt matt shockman uh he's done a lot of philadelphia um which oh. i always found really interesting that they found him because he's i don't know if you guys are philadelphia it's like super raunchy comedy and, yeah. and I, I personally like it yeah um and so it was surprising he got this type of show but um yeah, let's let's jump into a little bit of Wanda and Vision lore. I'll pass it off to my pal Arthur. Oh man, so Vision and Wanda, or the Scarlet Witch, um, two really well-known Marvel characters, long time with a lot of history. Um, one of the most complicated relationships in the Marvel universe, not just with each other, but with uh, a lot of other teams. And I'm not going to go into tons of detail, but um, you know, Vision uh, was created by the robot uh, Ultron. So if you remember the movie, you know, Age of Ultron Avengers 2, the books actually kind of follow that. Like he was actually created by Ultron. Origins are a little bit different. Um, he was actually physically created, 
but his brain patterns were modeled after another Avenger called Wonder Man or Simon Williams. Um, instead of the movie where, you know, he just sort of is created by, uh, you know, the, the, what is it, the Mind Stone? Or Jarvis, yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, and it's weird because the Scarlet Witch and Vision and Wonder Man, they have this weird love relationship triangle because Wonder Man was uh, a well-known Avenger. He, he likes Wanda, but Wanda likes the Vision. And it's always wondering, like, wait, wait a second. We're kind of brothers because the Vision is based off of his brain patterns. So shouldn't you, by default, like me, I'm a real human being. Instead, Wanda likes the Vision. Strange kind of relationship, um, you know, and there's a lot more to it. And I'm just very simplifying that piece of it. Uh, Wanda in the book showed up more as an X-Men character first. She actually appeared as an evil character in X-Men really early on, um, fighting the original five X-Men, Cyclops, Jean, um, Angel, Beast, yeah, thank you, and um, Iceman, Iceman, right? And she was part of the original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants under Magneto and her brother Pietro. Um, so she started off as that, but quickly became the, the second generation team of Avengers after the original founding five Avengers. And that was um, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Hulk. So the second generation was Cap, um, Hawkeye, and then Pietro, you know, Quicksilver, and Wanda. So she was actually second generation Avengers. And she's predominantly known as referred to as more of an Avenger, even though technically she was a mutant when she started out. Okay, I'm going to cut it really short. She's been retconned, and what I mean by retcon means uh, retrocontinuity. So um, she was originally a mutant. She was originally the daughter of Magneto, um, and her powers are mutant-like, but they sort of retconned her, I think, the past year. or I'm sorry, not year, but like uh, five, ten years ago to be not a mutant per se, not to be the daughter of Magneto, I think some of that has to do with the rights issue with Fox and, and Disney. And I know Anthony can probably speak to that where um, because the, the rights of mutants were owned by another company, Fox at the time, you know, Marvel wanted to use the Scarlet Witch character. So they have to kind of retcon her history so that she's not a mutant, if that makes sense. Exactly. And then I, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, but they've, it, it's, it's complicated in short. Um, so the Scarlet Witch is, you know, has various different backgrounds and, and her power sets are, are, are varying depending on who who's writing it at the time. Um, but I think it's it's been sort of established that you know she's a magic user, chaos magic. Um, as far as I know right now, she's not a mutant per se. Um, but she, she is one of the strongest yeah, uh, characters very, in the Marvel very universe. Very powerful. So. Yeah, and yeah. you know two famous stories actually in the books, and I'll, I'll stop there. Is um, the past twenty years was one is called um, Avengers Disassembled, where she actually destroyed. The, the, the present Avengers team at the time and killed four of them, <laughs> three or four of them. They're actually okay. They recovered because uh, of the mental breakdown. And this kind of is alluded to in the show and, and replica in the books. And then she created an alternate reality called House of M, uh, House of Mutants, where the whole world was ruled by Magneto and the mutant class. And then at the end of that story, the alternate reality, she actually uttered the famous words, no more mutants and wiped out like the majority of the mutant population of the Marvel Universe. And the mutant population is like, you know, the X-Men, right? Wolverine and Cyclops and all of them. So almost 90% of them, she took away their powers. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's sort of now kind of the past 20 years well-known for that and was sort of almost like persona non grata, unfortunately, because, you know, all this stuff. So I think her character is being written better, written back, but she's had a long history of being a great Avenger and, and other things like that. But anyway, um, that's a little quick and dirty background. There's a lot more to it, and I'm happy to answer questions, but, you know, 
I'll just kind of leave it at that. So out of curiosity, um, was House of M created and the whole mutant thing created to address the whole um, Fox ownership of the mutant license? No, that was no. a really early story way back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. totally sounds like something Marvel would do though. Yeah. And, and it was a theory. It's one of those crazy theories. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk about that later as part of the WandaVision show. People are like, oh, is this going to be an House of M thing? You know? And, and so, yeah. so these stories, obviously, people are cherry-picking the major stories of, of, um, of her and thinking they may show up in some way. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that. But anyway, there, there's a lot of complication. With, and then, you know, we didn't even get into our kids, right? So we can talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's their comic background. All right, let's let's start uh, the show conversation. Um, I would like to know what Nick Choi thought of the show as a as sort of a, a newbie uh, without a lot of background. Yeah. Before we uh, poison you... him with knowledge, <laughs> I mean yeah, MCU. No, I now he's you're, you're you're like your average MCU expertise, right? Like you're okay. Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. No. I mean, I didn't know anything about this character until the, the movie, but I mean, yeah, I, I knew very, I know very little still about her except for what I know from this show and the, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm just talking about like MCU, as in like the, the Marvel movies. Oh. Uh, I think. Yeah, you know, I over. I mean, overall, I really like the series. I thought they did like such a good job of, um, like, you know, it's like I think I mentioned in the chat. But I grew up with all those shows. I mean, just like the way that they did the shows and the way that they kind of, like I grew up watching like a lot of like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, Dick Van Dyke, like all those shows, Brady Bunch. It was so like almost nostalgic watching it. I kind of missed when they stopped doing the kind of- um, Yeah, I agree. I, I like, like I don't, I don't need a full episode of that, but I, I still kind of would like a little bit mixed in. Um, like they did a few, yeah, a few of the episodes, yeah. And uh, I think, she did such a i think she did like such a good job of like playing the characters in each of those kind of um those the sitcom style i she just like really nailed like the kind of the feel of each of those shows and and everything in the production value from like the the setting the scenery like you know the the style of even the powers right what like like how the powers were used like in the kitchen didn't he like float oh, a yeah. Like like uh, the way they did it in like Bewitched and I do yeah like, yeah they really like nailed it. I was like I was like oh my god I was like it was totally I really enjoyed it. I you know what I I didn't think about this until you started talking about Exxon, but she's she kind of like Jean Grey ish like she's kind of like they made her a little bad, bit like, like that in this show sort of sort of it was a little yeah. Dark Phoenixy when the whole Scarlet Witch thing came yeah. yeah it's like everything that Dark Phoenix did wrong I think they did it like in, in the right way. Like, that's a good way. To, that's a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> that's how I felt way. about it. They did such yeah. a good job. I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of like all the Marvel stuff, but I really like the show. I I, I really like the way they did. Um, like I mentioned, the kind of the, the the feel of all those different sitcoms, and I liked when they jumped into the the story part too. I like the uh, Russell. What's his name? The who? The Asian guy. The Asian guy. Oh, <laughs> Randall, uh, Park? Randall yeah, Park. Park. Randall Park. Randall Park. Randall Park. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. I think we all forgot his name for the character's Jimmy name Woo. for a second. Yeah, Jimmy uh, yeah. James, James Jimmy Woo. Yeah. James Jimmy Woo. I think he like came across much like um 
I was impressed because you know he's always a kind of like just a side comic relief character in most stuff he does. I thought he did a really good job. Um, did you notice the magic trick at yeah. the beginning? I mean, as, I, as a casual saw, fan. Yeah. I didn't see it. Hey, what magic trick? Go back and look for it. Until, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the magic trick where he like sh <laughs> when he first shows up at Westview and he shows his uh, it's like a out. yeah. It's his business card, <laughs> but he's doing. It's so fast uh, though, you can't really notice it. It is a little bit hard, but that that's like a call. Back, I don't know if you remember. That's a callback to Ant Man and the Wasp when he's trying to learn magic from. Uh, well, and then Scott later Lang. on, he um, gets free of his handcuffs too. Uh, flourish. Yeah, 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 flourish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did a good job. Uh, yeah, I thought he was really good in in it. Um, being even like kind of like a semi action star, I think he did a good job. Um. Uh, to say the the we talked about it i was i mean i i wish they had tied something more in with the uh pietro with the actor who played him no 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 <laughs> is it too much to no ask? no yeah it's fan. too much to ask as someone who doesn't know anything i was like ooh, i hope they do something is that you know they, yeah wait 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 am i am i racist for saying that that was the actor for quicksilver from x-men wait a minute kai did you Why just realize wait are you serious you didn't know that? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, because when it is in. Showed up, I was like, it has to be Quicksilver from. It, it, that's the controversy. That, that was the <laughs> point. That, yeah, that was the whole point. Uh, oh, my gosh. Before the show came out? It, it didn't matter to Kai at all. Like, <laughs> you just saw it as, hey, this guy looks similar, but okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, my no, gosh. Like, pass it over to Kai. That's cool. <laughs> but it isn't. That, that's the big problem, is that. Compared to me now. That that's the controversy is that people are mad that he's uh whatever Ralph Boner a dick joke and they didn't you know actually use him it was a big like, troll. They could have just given him like a, a some any it didn't have to tie it directly but they, they didn't have to name him Boner just to like okay I, I, okay I'll give you that I have to name him that I, I, actually it wasn't so I read an interview real quick it was named after um the guy from um, Growing Pains um uh, Stabone. Yeah, for, that Kirk Cameron starred in. It was not actually meant as a, a, that kind of joke. It was meant to be a, a throwback to Growing Pains. No, I mean, but they could have uh, the actor who like played that. Name. They didn't have to give him like they could have named him like Alex Keaton or something. They have to yeah, I suppose. Like... But that wasn't meant to be that. I mean, so you have to watch Growing so, Pains. Now. So, how really many people? Know their <laughs> I know. So wait, okay, how many people knew would have known about that Growing Pains joke? Like, oh, uh, I had no clue. I mean, I, I don't. Know. I don't care. I mean, I guess it's a little mean that people trolled. You know. They they trolled people, but I, I mean, I, I didn't care. What but, I mean, it's kind of I'm like I can appreciate that they did that to me, you know. Like I'm like, oh, okay, you totally got me. I just I, I wanted something to tie, of course, to tie it to in like the other movies to like the universes or something. I thought no, cool, I would but... I would not see. That's the thing I do not want. What? I don't want any crossover what? of universes Why not? Here, because they're. they're the X Men one is not a good universe. Like, let's be honest. Like, I, I don't. I liked it. I didn't really I like any it. of those. The last, yeah, the last three, whatever. And I, I don't like them either, but but I I like it. I like a lot because I, I like, like the characters, it. not the universe. There's a difference. Yeah, you acknowledge the license. You don't have to. Okay, like, yeah, that's them. what I meant. And the characters from that universe is what I don't yeah. like. He was. Great. I think Kevin Feige. Future, 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 okay. future past, but not. I didn't like him in the. The, was it Apocalypse? Or... Yeah, that's the movies, but the characters are always good. Yeah, the characters are great. No, I love. I, I, yeah, I just don't like the actual, those people in those universes. Mm. I don't know. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Nick. Is there anything you did? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my, yeah, 
No, I, I really liked him in the other movies, but the the end part that I mean, I was like, I put it in the chat too, but I was like, oh my god, I got like so sad. I think because I just watched like freaking the Korean movie Minari, and I was already like in like a like a bad state, and then I watched the Wanda, Wanda Vision, the final finale, and like when the house is like starting to collapse, I was like getting, I was like, oh no, when they're like saying goodbye, I actually felt really like emotionally invested. In the this one was like, oh my god, is Wanda Vision a Korean drama? Like, what's oh, going no on? More. I can't think of it today. <laughs> it was, I it was really good. I didn't mind so much that she, when she walked off, she didn't really like say sorry because you know she's just trying to get out of there and everyone's like you can see they're like they hate her and she's just trying to get out um i, I didn't yeah. that part didn't really bother me i i thought it ended ended good i, I like the whole i like the actress who plays uh Ag- agatha harkness too she's really yeah. funny I, yeah I Catherine awesome. Hahn. she's like she's awesome she's, she's great really good. yeah yeah I, she's fantastic I she did a great job too um overall i didn't know oh i didn't understand sword is that something that was that came up in the other movies because i didn't really notice that until and yeah it's, it's not sword and shield super announced but i think that captain marvel had the uh the singer at the Del end sword okay yeah yeah this movie or this show i think made it made it official more or less okay yeah. okay more or less yeah yeah because they hinted it at it very well. small so yeah i appreciated all the heads i wanted all i don't mind if they faked me out but i i was really looking for like something like the kept the um, what was it Fantastic Four? Like, really, really oh my god, this guy! <laughs> this guy. I, don't, I don't know anything, Anthony. Don't, don't judge me, I can't <laughs> dude. No, that's not how okay. I'm just saying, that's not how these things work. These shows work, that's not how these licenses work. It's not how it works. Better they didn't give it to me because I'm just like, you know, it's like the it's like Game of Thrones. If you give the fans everything they want, you just ruin everything. Just, yeah. I just wanted it, but yeah. I don't mind that they didn't give it to me. They they're they're actually doing a great job of building out all their stuff. I just I just wanted to see it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Is this so wrong? I can't. <laughs> I mean, they did see some stuff, but yeah, you're just not gonna know about it um until later. <laughs> I even appreciate the head fakes and stuff. I think they did a really good job too. But yeah, that, that's I, okay. I like I really like the series. I thought it was I really enjoyed it watching all all the episodes. I thought it was really good. But yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, Dot, why don't you go next? Yeah, so um, I thought it was great. Um, I think that, to me, it was very much kind of like, not exactly, but like Ready Player One, where for those of us who are a bit older and grew up with a lot of these shows, some of the shows predate even our our years in a lot of ways, but it it really brought back a whole ton of nostalgia. And I really think that, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and... um, the whole cast and general did such a good job of, of um, replicating the feel of the old shows that it, it you know, more than anything else, had a, a, a fantastic nostalgia feel and really shows sort of how good her acting chops is, as well as, you know, Paul Bettany, about how they're able to sort of just pull off the feel in general. And, you know, talking about production value, it probably has, I think, I, I think I'm not even exaggerating to say that it's got the best production value of any quote-unquote TV show series that i've ever seen in my life to the point where Mandalorian season two (laughs) even better than that in my opinion oh yeah i I was gonna say so but then i think the last episode when there was a lot of cgi fighting i was like eh, okay the cgi could have been a little better you know they went more into detail they put so much effort into like hitting the feel like from the set to the music like they really did their homework everything i mean you know even the camera styles everything even the sound 
Like if you really pay attention to the way they did yeah. the sound. I mean, and if you if you really look at the shows too, even down to the aspect ratio of shows, like the first two shows were like four three, and then they went to yeah. like sixteen yeah. nine full screens, and they 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 changed, and and it didn't stay consistent. It just kept switching out. So, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic to the point where if you follow the show all the way through and watch through the credits, those are the longest credits for any TV show I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they had two sets and they were movie caliber credits and yeah. not just the caliber of people, but the amount of You know of something I saw that, sorry, but you know, like even for the, the black and white scenes, they did the, I saw like where they did the color version, like they, they show the actual colors of the sets and the clothes they're wearing. Yeah. They did that to match the way that they did that in when they filmed black and white TV back then, they mm-hmm. wore certain types of colors like light pastels because of the way the black and white shows up. They right. even did that like in their it's like their, their wardrobe yeah, like vision, and the set design. Vision is blue because it's better in black and white. That's how you yeah, used to record it. It just looks better across. Dresses, it's like the way Nick hasn't seen up. Nick, you haven't seen the behind the scenes yet, huh? No, I just saw yeah. That. I want to watch that later. I need to watch that too. Yeah, no. I haven't either. I'm just I'm just saying because you're you're mentioning the same stuff that they were showing on there. Um, sorry, Doc, go ahead. Yeah, no, the show was fantastic. And I went in with, you know, little expectation. Not that I was thinking that they would do bad or anything, but I kind of didn't know what they were going to do at all. And when they finally showed up, it was, you know, beyond any expectations I could have sat around and, and think about. Um, it, it was, I don't know if I read it in the chat, but it's the first show that I've actually followed as it released for like decades, right? Normally I'm a big wait till the show's over, watch everything so I can marathon it. But, you know, my, myself, my wife, my kids, we were literally watching it like Friday nights, you know, when it came out. And, you know, it, it was that good. And, and and for the first four or five episodes, we were, we just walked away, like kind of blown away, like almost speechless about how good it was. You yeah. saying that Friday mm-hmm. thing makes me think when we talk about theme, TJF, like a, a bunch of those, particularly like the 90s theme, it was like, full house every Friday oh, yeah, night totally. when I was growing up. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same. I remember being glued with my family to the TV just watching those. That's right. Was, they even yeah. did like, you know, like a modern family type feel where they're, you know, I mean, just, it wasn't even just one show. If you, if you catch anybody saying, oh, that episode was like this, it's like, no, they actually did like two or three shows for yeah. every single one, which was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Even the house style and patterns were like things you saw from the Brady Bunch or um, whatever. Right? It's just fantastic. Uh, I will say though that um, I, I'm with Nick in the sense that you know I, I love that that whole sort of nostalgia throwback so much that when it actually came down to the, the final um, episode of the last two, I, I actually like the beginning of the show better than I like the end, right? Um, because I, I I missed that feel and and I wanted to continue to play with it and feel and it felt like they kind of let that go and that was was you know making the show fun, you know not that the end you know wasn't good in any way but but I don't think it was necessarily even comparable right end of the day the show was very good but when when it started picking up into the starter and row when they were explaining things it, it it deviated so much from the beginning that i almost felt like they were slightly different shows in a lot of ways um to marvel's credit you know they continue to surprise and impress me you know you, you kind of think that after you get through things like um, endgame and the whole thing knows Infinity Stone run that there's not much more they can do. You know, this sort of renews my confidence the fact that they can continue to be engineering and creative and ingenuitive in a way that we can't expect. So I'm going to continue to say things like I just trust in Kevin Feige and Marvel to keep producing things that, that I'm going to like and enjoy. So, um, you know, 
overall, you know, we can nitpick at little scenes and we can pull things up that we like, but, you know, the general feel of it was, was pretty much that way. And then I love the whole Pietro from, you know, the, the Fox X-Men thing. You know, I, I, I don't know exactly what you're thinking, um, Anthony, but I would love to see them be open to pulling in characters from all the different terrible Fox Sony movies. It's never going to happen. I'm telling you. Yeah. you know, zero. Zero chance. This is how business works. It's not, it's not the whole never going to happen. That you have a multiverse. I feel like that's, that's a playground that you can have fun with. I want to see Hugh Jackman. I absolutely would love to see Hugh Jackman. He's done. He, he I'm just sorry. Across the he literally already died. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, it, it was great. But, you know, that that's sort of, you know, the big, I love that. And I didn't like so much without going into a whole lot of detail which I'm sure some of you will, will probably go into more depth. Wait, you did not like that they did not? No, no, I, I, I loved the nostalgia. I loved the quality. Oh, I loved okay, okay, the quality okay. I got it, got it. The show in general. Right, right, right. I didn't like the the ending and the feel of the way they did stuff towards the end versus the beginning. And it's only because of in contrast. I, yeah. I mean, the, the end almost felt... Um, well, I don't know if it's fair to say this, but it almost felt amateur compared to the beginning, just because the beginning was just such high quality, right? Not that there wasn't quality at the end, but but the way the story was unfolding, it almost felt like um, um, parody or really embraced sort of comic book in a way that that wasn't as realistic as the fake nostalgia. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't even know if I'm, I'm expressing it right, but that was the feeling that I got at the end. And so I agree. A, a I agree. minor I like disappointment the- towards the end. But it was still a good overall offering in such a huge way. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, I, th- I feel like they needed to end. Uh, they needed. To, it was going to end that way. I, I think, given the universe, it was going to end that way. Mm-hmm. I I think they could have tied in some of the nostal- the, the nostalgia TV stuff more, so mm-hmm. that it's just not like one full episode of just them in whatever present day and they're flying around and shooting each other with stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like you could have kind of pulled that uh, kind of unique part of the show back into towards the end a little bit. Yeah. But, they I, almost I, I they went as far as they could go with like the, the TV. I mean, I like, I agree with that. I kind of, I thought I missed it. I liked the first half better because yeah. I liked that whole thing, but they almost, if they had dragged it out, I probably would have been like, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. They went about as far as they could go with it, I think. But, and you know, I don't really want to get into the whole, how they could have done it better, but you know, sprinkling it through and, and having that nostalgia feel pulled into the end through the end, which maybe they did and I didn't feel as much because they had a great goodbye, and then, right? The goodbye was great with the kids and with Vision. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. And, you know, they, they continue to do great dialogue. I feel like most of the Marvel movies in general just write dialogue really well. Nothing is really super cringy, in my opinion, or or badly written. And, and that's where Marvel shines. You know, they don't do repetitive words and dialogue too much etc but um no it was fantastic fantastic show I'm, I'm sorry to see it go i'm actually glad if it is just one season because i love the whole things have a beginning and a firm end so i don't even mind if we don't see a wandavision season two and, and i almost prefer they do things this way um but one of the the better tv experiences i've had in in decades i would say it really stands out Nice. Okay. Um, Summer, tell us. Yeah. Tell us what you I, thought of WandaVision. I know you you uh, you were one of the 
more active members on Slack as we uh, watch every episode. You you were the first to watch it out of all of us every every week. Uh, yes, so I, I know you have... you enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, tell us what you thought. Yeah, I I I mean to echo what Nick and I said, like I loved it. It was really awesome. Um, I loved the progression of episodes. I have to say though, the first two episodes, I was a little bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I see I was why. Like, okay, I okay, where where are we going? There's no like backstory here, uh, it's, and it's also like a lot of me trying to like play catch up of like where were we when we last were with these characters, other than like the obvious, you know, death of vision stuff. Um, right. And then as it went on, I I actually went back today and yesterday and was like trying to watch a bunch to remember them. Um, and now going back, I'm like. Oh God, these were so good. <laughs> like I did not fully appreciate them as I should have. Um, you think the boredom was because you didn't know what was going on? Your mind kept saying, "What yeah. was the point?" Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but even then, like I loved I, I Dream of Genie and Bewitch were like my favorite shows other than Gilligan's yeah. Island. Fantastic. Um, I loved watching those. So it was really fun to see you know those kind of come to life again. And then the explanation of why. In the eighth episode, I, I think the eighth episode might have been my was, absolute favorite. That was my favorite. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. The, the origin episode, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah where you go back in, in time. Where yeah. kind of drags her through her past. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was a good episode. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I see her. Room. Think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, I like I like going to see their old sets again, like that bomb, and then the um her room, just when Vision kind of like phases through, like oh, that's from uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Oh, and all the like little Vision nuggets of advice just oh, pulled it all my heartstrings. <laughs> the ninth episode was my least favorite, um, but the, I mean, yeah. really, that's just because they were all so good, and that one just yeah. it just felt like that one went by really fast. Which was yeah. it? it? What was it? The last the episode. episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like it went by really fast, and I didn't like that. Like I would have liked a little bit more time to like close a few things out. Um, you felt like it was yeah. rushed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it did hit like every emotion of like, oh, ooh, ah. <laughs> like, I definitely cried <laughs> watching. It. You know, I didn't mention it, but I really enjoyed um, the vision. Um, intellectual thought experiment fight yes that was a nice way to end it absolutely agree very good and it was the appropriate way for a mind like that or at least an android artificial intelligence to have a fight which i thought was brilliant and the dialogue was just so good in it too and and paul bettany's facial expressions playing both characters going through the thought process was amazing amazing yeah i agree that... that was my favorite scene in the last episode yeah, they pulled that from a comic. Like I saw the panels, and I was like, "Whoa!" I I don't know if you guys see. It. I probably should have pasted it in Slack, but I was like, "Oh, dude, they pulled this this whole uh, boat of or ship of thesis or I don't know whatever it was." But uh, yeah, yeah. they pulled that from the comic. Uh, I was like, "Wow!" They, they pulled a lot, deep. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll kind of lot of that's when I'll, when I'll talk about it. Um. I, uh... Yeah. What else, Summer? Um. I so. I was suspicious of Agatha from the beginning, but I don't know if that's because I was reading about it, trying to figure out what was going on again, or if because I was genuinely suspicious. Of course, 
she's Mephisto, right? <laughs> like, everybody's Mephisto. Like, dude, dude. Um, but then rewatching the fifth episode is, you see little tiny clues, but when I rewatched the fifth one, that was the last one I got through. And that's the one where it's like the 1980s, 1990s setting and Paul Bettany's haircut is terrible. Steve, like, walked, walked <laughs> in, like watching it today and he was like, God, he looks awful. This like, yeah, is the 90s, though. Yeah. Um, but the, the scene at, towards the end where the boys are like, bring him back, mom. Like, that's, you do that. You bring people back. And Agatha's like, at, when I first watched it, I didn't put it together, but she said something like, you can do that? Like, she's starting to recognize the scope of, like, Wanda's powers. And you, you like, I'm like, oh, yeah, she was just sitting here kind of scoping it out to see what she got, what she wanted to take. Yeah. Um, and then just, the the scene at the very end when Vision and Wanda have their fight and and she's she seems like genuinely in denial of like I'm not in control here you think I can do this like I can't do this that's crazy I don't have that kind of power and I like looking back I guess I genuinely I wasn't sure how in control she was throughout those episodes I was like there's no way like she's not I think I even mentioned that in some of our chats I was like there's no way she doesn't have that kind of power like something's got to be amplifying it um but now it was grief and she had no idea she was doing it. And I think like that transition was really, she, she acted that really like the, the dialogue, all of it was. Yeah. Really good. I have a question about that because there were, there were scenes sprinkled out starting with maybe the third or fourth one where she looked like she absolutely knew she was doing it. And she would, you know, come out, almost step out of character, take control over the, the shield of the area or um, influence directly people's actions. Did, did she, not know recognize was she sort of in so much grief that she didn't recognize what she was doing or was she just in denial of it i mean maybe the same thing but but what was the story did she really know i think she realized it she didn't know at the beginning and then like third or fourth episode she realized that and then that's when she went to pull back vision she's like i have kids now and mm-hmm. Vision's trying to leave and i'm that's when she pulled him back in and i think that at that point she's like i want this whatever i want this life did did she know that everything was sort of fake and and magically created? I think after that point, yeah, because I think better, and she would be like, no, no, this isn't happening. It almost seemed to me she completely knew and was playing along with the fantasy of everything. I don't but, think she completely knew, but that's I think, like, I think it's, 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 that it's a mixture of both, right? It's it's yeah. basically yeah. a manifestation of her grief, right? Like, right. Yeah, and and it's, and it's a very pointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, at the end, talking about how she truly is now going to try and figure out what her powers are. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. It's and her kids are, are magically created. They, they don't exist oh. anywhere. Right. For, yeah. For now. Yeah. For now. Well, Secret Ending says they're still around somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think certain points she, she knew she just didn't care. But I think there was, you know, she's going through a lot of different emotions. So I think yeah. she parts of it, she actually knew she was doing this. She just didn't yeah. care. She, like, yeah. I have my world yeah. and that's more important right. to me. Right. Yeah. That's okay. what I got. Can I, right. I can't blame her for that. Um, yep. In summary, loved it. It was amazing. I love the costuming. I love the opening theme songs and the like videos that would play at the very beginning. Um, Agatha all like along. Quote. <laughs> the Agatha That'd all be... along song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I love that. Song. Yep. I love the episode titles, yep. and then I love the progression and how like the last 
themed episode was break breaking the fourth wall and then we like shattered that <laughs> completely yeah, with yeah. the last two but yeah that's i even like the uh, closing credits like score it just it felt like a marvel movie almost it's, oh yeah yeah i, I don't know is it the end credit yeah credits yeah the especially score. the light know, bright like... stuff i don't know what that's the light was. bright oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> that was that, i actually really liked seeing it visually it, it yeah it, it had a throwback feel but it looked very sort of modern and marvel at the same time yeah yeah it's very good all right, thank you, Summer. Uh, Kai, why don't you go next? Sounds like you said you had some problems with this show. Kai has problems with everything. He has problems with it, and he'll score a, a nine. Like what? Kai <laughs> can love a show and find problems in it. And yeah. it's no, no, no. Like, like everything. <laughs> By the way, is my video sideways, guys? Yes, it is. The, the podcast doesn't care. <laughs> People are listening. Me. My video sideways, this guy. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> All right, sorry, Kai, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, um, just rewinding a little bit, um, it, it's nice to, you know, because you forget, like, the the whole show schedule and, like, all the things to look forward to. Um, so it was nice to just remember that, oh, yeah, WandaVision's coming out. Um, you know, that could be something pretty cool. And um, when you look at the history of shows that they've done, like, you know, noticeably you know notably agents of shield but of course daredevil right luke cage um you know uh what's her face um jessica jones jessica jones right like you you can tell over time like production value just gets better and better um wait a minute and I think... before you continue those are run by two different people this is the first mc actual mcu show run by kevin feige all of the previous Marvel shows or uh, uh, TV division. What's his yeah, what's his name? Jeff Jeff Loeb. Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Yeah. And so he ran TV division, and they definitely gave him less budget. They could definitely just gave him kind of like C level characters, uh, which yeah. I mean he, he did some good stuff with. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that's why there is a seemingly difference. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good to know the. The mechanics for why like you know because yeah. they clearly wanted to spend more effort um i'm just saying that you know at least to the regular audience right that's what they yeah okay yeah. Notice, right yeah sure. um so that was cool um and for me um obviously the show is great um i i enjoyed it a lot you can tell just either through sheer production value or just through the amount of effort they put into you know both the the story in and of itself and all the surrounding characters like i i kind of enjoyed the the little peek into wanda's kind of dealing with vision getting like destroyed by thanos right because like she gets memed on a little bit in endgame where she comes yeah. in and just pretty much says like <laughs> you know you, you you destroyed my world and she's like who are you right and then yeah. she like you know could have destroyed him right there but you know kind of gets uh gets saved a little bit by um, some some convenient powers. But so it was cool to see the aftermath of her dealing with, you know, vision and dying. Like all these kind of stories can get kind of boring, but I think the way that they like kind of backfilled a background for her, which is like as a kid, she hung out with her parents and one of the family activities was watching sitcoms. Um, I thought that was great. I thought that was really heartwarming and a great way to tie into why she's doing all these things because you don't know based on the movies, right? Because based on the movies, you just know that she comes from a war-torn country and then just gets sucked into, like, some sort of, you know, like, 
terrorist effort to just try and reconcile with why her parents got murdered by um you know tony stark's weapons um so this kind of gives some color to that which is awesome so you know um, i think the show did a really good job of explaining almost everything to the point of to the point where i don't have a whole lot of sort of loopholes or they missed this or that's kind of left unquestioned i think they explained just nearly everything it's it's a really tightly written show so i'm a broken record but i'm really impressed and that just displays it more yeah uh, i'd well, add that uh-huh. okay. no go ahead you can, you can uh yeah i'd add that um i god damn i forgot what i was gonna say all right go ahead Kai. <laughs> sorry Jesus. well for me in terms of lore like so um one so one of my only problems with the show is that you had this side plot brewing with um i forget the the, the military guy's name right um Graham? It was the director guy. It was, I don't know why I said Graham. Yeah. Yeah. So you you know you you build up with Hayward kind of doing some nefarious things and like clearly painting Wanda as a villain, which you can argue is kind of an okay take, except for how aggressive he is about it, right? Like he's like yeah. across the board, you know, she's a terrorist and we don't negotiate with terrorists, yada yada yada, um, blah blah blah. Um, and then on the other side, you're like, well, kind of, I mean, she kind of is like holding all these people like against their will, like there's definitely a question of like is this you know ethical for a superhero to be doing this right um and i'm glad that they didn't gloss over that at the end but um back to the original question is so Agatha, agatha as a character right like we're trying to understand the origins of wanda's powers and it seems that they're trying to allude to like this this coven of witches and this book that kind of tries to put a little bit of a background as opposed to just saying she's a mutant. Is there any like kind of actual lore in the comic book verse that kind of ties into this, Arthur, or is this kind of something new that we're walking into? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, Cause they retconned her more. Like she's not really a mutant anymore. She's technically a, a magical being you can almost say like <clears throat> they almost defined her as a mutant in the show without actually saying it because that's how i felt yeah. originally we all thought that her powers came from the infinity stone right, right. infinity powered but now they're saying you're the scarlet witch which implies like oh you're born with this if you're born with this then i guess by definition you're an, a mutant right yep. that's so how I felt. so you're almost saying it without saying it if that makes sense mm-hmm. um but the, the dark hold that book that you're referring to there there is there's precedent um, that is actually in Marvel lore, um, and her background of of uh, being a witch and chaos magic and stuff like that. So there's more to it. But anyway, I would say yes, but I'd have to dig in. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, I'd be super. So like, basically, my problem was like they opened with Hayward basically doing something um, insidious, which we find out is him rebuilding Vision. But then you have Agatha popping in, um, who technically was always there, right? Because kind of like Summer talked about, um, you can kind of tell that um, she wasn't obviously like this. What 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 on the surface seemed to be Wanda's emotional crutch, right? Because she kind of used her a lot in a lot of scenarios, at least in the sitcom world, as like a way for her to defend herself from confronting with her emotions. So she played at the surface level that kind of character. But on the background, I was like, oh, maybe she's somehow an agent for Hayward. Like, you know, maybe that could be kind of cool. Um, but then you find out that she's simply like another witch with her own history and says, oh, there's another witch doing like took taking over this entire town. And I want to know why that's happening. 
Um, and that ended up being more interesting because now you have like this super villain that, you know, comes in as a foil for her. And then the whole Hayward situation just seems not interesting, you know. Um, and this ties into how, um, so I was unfamiliar with the whole ship of thesis thing coming from the comic books, but um, when he had this fake vision fighting this um, kind of hallucination vision, right? And they, I, I understand why probably in both the comic book verse and why in the movie verse, they just went with the ship of thesis thought experiment um, because it's very simple, right? It's like one of like kind of psychology 101 things to say, hey, this is the type of scenario that philosophers kind of think about and work off of to like kind of develop a lot of tenants that they grow up with. Um, but for me to like understand vision as a supercomputer and for him to just be defeated by ship of thesis, I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> you have this like destruction super machine that is programmed to kill vision. And it was so easily shortcutted by saying, have you thought of ship of thesis? And he's like, Whoa, dude. Like it was kind of just like a, like a bong hit moment for me where I was like, okay, I guess we can kind of use this as a way to get them to not fight each other. Um, that to me was a little bit of a weak argument for him to kind of just essentially dispatch the the fake vision and then fly off. And who knows, maybe that's going to be real vision now because he like, Hey, sorry. I have a question about that, which I didn't think till now, but is there a reason why, why did he have to go? Why did he send them in there to destroy the other vision? You know, I didn't question it to that, but is there like... Yeah, so Hayward's plot was like, because they were studying Vision right after he died. And Hayward's plan, it seems to be the whole time was to just rebuild Vision because he was like the ultimate weapon, right? It's literally just vibranium with an like a super AI in it, right? Super valuable. So he's trying to rebuild it. And when he saw the Wanda situation, he's like, I can try to like trick everyone into thinking that I can throw in my fake vision and then have it come out while killing the hallucination vision and pretend, oh, look, Wanda just manifested and resurrected vision. So now we have this new vision, right? And then he now has like a puppet he can control. That was kind of like his yeah. like fiddly hands kind of playing there um, yeah. to, to make that situation. You know, Kai, I didn't think about it the way you you've sort of approached it and the way you see it, but but I, I I think I have to disagree in the sense that I thought it was a a really strong way to approach it. It it doesn't even after hearing you say it, it doesn't feel very weak to me at all, because I think that the 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 Hay, Hayward version of Vision didn't actually recognize that he's the original Vision going in, and in a lot of ways he wasn't because he lacked. A degree of experience or memory that would make him complete and, and i think that um they're trying to say they were both vision but the the version that wanda was interacting with imparting the memories back on him makes him a little bit more complete and he had recognized that he couldn't very well destroy himself and that he was the one that um is is the the the, the real deal in order for them to stop the fighting, which would essentially go nowhere, right? So I I get what you're saying, Kai. I just don't know if I agree. I felt I still feel it was very strong in a very intelligent way of writing the story. And I, I, don't know. I like that part for the yeah. the battle scene too, because like you're saying, it could have gone the way of like Superman, where they're just like 
Yeah, just punch each other. To death, <laughs> punch you know, each other right? endlessly. Yeah, it would go but nowhere. Did, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not looking for punch each other out. I'm just saying, like, and I'm and and your thought process dot is not not at all where I went. It was more mm-hmm. that the the program directive from Hayward is kill vision, right? Yeah. And so if you have this like multi-billion dollar weapon that says kill vision, and then the other vision says, oh, but your vision too, and then it just short circuits, like that's not a hundred billion dollar weapon. <laughs> that to me is like, it's not, it wasn't about it's like self-conscious trying to reconcile if he's vision and I'm part vision, but he's like, the 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 memories of vision and i'm just like the physical body of vision you know like it, it the its directive was just kill vision and then vision in you know the wander version simply said hey you know you're like it just presented this weird scenario where it's like if it's a program kill bot it doesn't care it's like no i'm just gonna kill vision right like it, regardless of me like that's why i'm saying that it wasn't if if i'm supposed to take at face value that this is like a hundred billion dollar super AI, which is what vision is. That's such a dumb way for him to just be like, Hmm, I'm going to stop doing my program job and fly away. Like it was just such a non, like I don't need like a a fist fight. I just need something more interesting than that. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a nitpick, but I think that's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, it is a nitpick. um, But I'm just saying like in that moment, I felt it fell short. Like it didn't give me like a great feeling of like, oh, I have these two super expensive or very complex sentient machines talking to each other, and then they chose to use ship of thesis as a way to to um, move on. Yes, yes. It's like I what? Gotcha. I gotcha. Random uh, question about Hayward: Was he anywhere prior to this? Because he like. Sounded familiar, looked familiar, but I wasn't sure if he like was in any of the original stuff. You talking first about time. the actor or just like the character in the MCU? The character. First time. I think first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. an actor is in a new bunch of things. Is always like small. Like I read yeah, that yeah. too. I'm like, I was trying to figure out like where it's like you know. Nah, nah, it's kind of random. Uh, Kai, uh, wrap any wrap up thoughts or any? Yeah, more um, but yeah. So speaking of. Hayward, I, I loved how many callbacks they had. Um, you know, the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend, you know, being a key character. Uh, big fan of Kat Dennings, loves it whenever she comes in as a comedic break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that they allowed Paul Bettany to do a lot more too. Because um, you really get to see his range. I think there was like some anecdotal evidence about how he like, before he had this role, um, he was like almost pseudo blacklisted. Uh, in the industry, um, not in like a we hate working with you kind of way, but just in some sort of weird, like his career might have just like yeah. as an actor just kind of stopped if he didn't get this role as as Vision. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that he's been able to uh, succeed in this and um, and we get to see more of him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and it, yeah, to that point, I think it's safe to say that he is... Uh... He'll be back at some point because the the white vision just leaves. <laughs> just, yeah, right. Uh, he's he's like, it was a realization. Oh my god, all these memories. Uh, I'm just gonna leave. It's like yeah. Come like, out. Um, so leave the door open. Yeah. 
Yeah. And as much as I have never seen any of the shows that they alluded to in the beginning, like, <laughs> gosh, man, give me a break. What'd you say? Oh my gosh. What'd you say? I mean, that's a given. Kai's yeah. Kai. That's a given. So the only yeah. one I like kind of recognized was like Modern Family at the end. Yeah. But then I don't watch Modern Family. This whole Family. show is wasted on you, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> this is wasted on you. No, but it's. it's it's True. good to say that even a guy who hasn't seen all the stuff who still like, kind of enjoyed it, I think that says a lot, right? Yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, because like it's always, I've all seen sitcoms. On people like Kai. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen sitcoms, and I can tell they put a lot of effort in making it a sitcom, right? And to me, it was just an aesthetic. But then I looked and found out that oh, they're doing a great job doing callbacks to a lot of. Really, uh, really famous sitcoms. So that's, oh my gosh. I, I love how Kai wears the diaper proudly on this show. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, but that's, that's what, those are my main, those are my main pieces right that, I, that I remember talking about. Right okay. All right. Uh, we got, I think we got Arthur. Well, I, I'll go, but uh, Arthur, um, tell us your thoughts on WandaVision. Okay. I'll say real quick, before I forget, I was supposed to dedicate this show to two of our loyal listeners. Evan Parthenis, who said he hated the first two episodes, but he's, it's warming up to him, and he wants to listen to our episode. And another loyal listener, uh, Gustavo Garcia Salas, uh, who actually told us that he listens to this show and is a loyal follower, and when it shows up on Stitcher, he listens to it right away. And why? Why? I, I was, right. so that was our, only, our only listener. <laughs> Um, he's, but, our, he's our only listener that's not on but, the actual show. <laughs> so I said I would definitely dedicate and give them both a shout out and give Gustavo a shout out because uh, one, I'm thankful and we're, I think we're flattered. We're also wondering why would you want to listen to our you know, nonsense, right? But anyway, this episode's for you, Gustavo and, and uh, Evan and any others. But anyway. Yeah, um, you, burned, you burned two of our listeners out of our four. <laughs> <laughs> should have saved one for another episode. <laughs> I, I think George no, Talbot. No, no, no. You know? um, no, but no, anyway, so my thoughts, I, I know Anthony is going to, I think has to go, but I'll, I'll be quick. So what everybody else said, I, I more or less agree, like production value, pacing, dialogue, um, structure, like it was all really well done. And when I watched the first two episodes, I thought, I'm just happy to watch a Marvel sitcom now. I don't need like the, the story. I, I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't mind a, a sitcom show. So everything from that, it was just amazing. Um, I'm going to lean a little on what Nick said. Like, as a comic book fan, part of it was fun to just do all the crazy theories. And initially, my part of it was I was a little disappointed because like, I wanted some of these theories to show up, but I'm glad they didn't, and I'm okay with it. And they said, look, I want to just tell a tight story about a person dealing with grief. And I'm, I'm glad that they focused on that instead, instead of using the show as a mechanism to do other things, right? Let's bring in the Fox X-Men. Let's bring in Mephisto. Let's bring in this another Avenger character. And Let's I, I like set that. up like eight more yeah, movies. What, exactly, yeah. right? As a comic fan, I, you know, part of me was sort of like, oh, darn. But at the same time, I'm glad they didn't. And they actually restrained themselves and not do that and focus on you know, uh, a lead female character dealing with important issues. And I think that's great, um, along with you know, Paul and all the other characters. One character I do want to call out we haven't talked about is um, Monica Rambeau played by, I think, uh, Tiona, I think, um, Paris, is her, is her name? I thought she's mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, you know, she definitely was very interesting, very reminiscent of the comic book character. Strong, smart, um, you know, powerful, 
and and doesn't take prisoners and and i thought you know at one time just a little bit of comic book trivia she actually led the avengers um, in the books like captain america said monica i want you to lead the avengers so she's actually a very fan favorite and i'm really glad that she got um a lot of attention and screen time and i love her introduction powers as captain marvel a uh, little different and that's one of those weird questions like how are they going to address that because um it's different from the books obviously but um i liked her introduction of the, ho the hospital scene especially where you know when we saw the blip in avengers endgame you know and also spider-man everybody's sort of like oh everybody just kind of returns and it's kind of this big joke and it's fun but then that hospital scene you're like oh you it bring is. back you bring back 3.5 billion people that's yeah. a problem and i, I like the weight of that because i'm like wow that feels like a marvel movie and you see the ramifications of people just appearing all of a sudden, it, and that's not—that's no joke. Yeah, it's such a good. It was such a good, yeah. jarring difference. We had three episodes of just like yep. this old classic black and white TV, and then the first scene immediately is like, "Oh shit! Yep. This is the snap. Everyone's coming back. Like we never got to see exactly. this." Exactly, and, and I love uh, that. It was yeah dark it was a little like scary it was yeah. a little you know and it really gave you like the sense of stakes and you're like wow that is not a joke like bringing back 3.5 billion people has huge ramifications and the, the way they illustrated that with that episode was great so you know i loved you know how they used monica as a character um i only wish that the end like her and Wu and darcy had a little bit more to do that was the only thing i was you know kind of um and I'm not too happy about, but I think it's it's fine. Like we'll see them later on. You definitely saw something, some animosity, right? Where every time they mentioned Captain Marvel's name, Rambo was like, she had some kind of like, mm, wasn't very happy. So there's some kind of story going on there, which I'm very interested in seeing because you know when you watch the Captain Marvel movie, she was just a little girl, and Carol was her like great aunt, right? And her mom was like this wonderful woman. She founded Sword, which I think is cool. Um, but obviously, you know, that ending where she's going to obviously be in Captain Marvel 2. She might be in the, the secret invasion story with Sam Jackson, potentially. Um, but I love the fact that, you know, they also brought in the Captain Rambeau character uh, and did her really great justice. So I just want to make sure we mention that because uh, I think that was fantastic um, development. And so her role, Catherine Hahn's role, Elizabeth Olsen, like three really strong female characters. Awesome. Um, and I think... Olsen just des deserves an Emmy for like the range of acting she did. Like amazing. Everything from vulnerable to sensitive to just badass. When she walks into the sword headquarters and starts to kind of like move aside, I got to see vision. You know, that was amazing. And I love the way they, they take homages from the books and kind of replay that. And I think I shared in the Slack room, right? You know, they took certain really iconic panels of him being disassembled or the, when the white vision comes back and, and uh, things like that. So you know, that was just great. So overall, I think I'm so impressed with the show. And also to piggyback on what Dot said, it's funny how Marvel was being innovative by retraining people how to consume media. Like before, movies, they've trained us all to watch end credit scenes. They've now taken something where it's not common anymore, the Friday night watch a show once a week thing, and has retrained us all to do that. And I think that's great. And spurring dialogue. And I know, Anthony, you're not all about the theories and you're scared about that, but I love that. And yep. I'm glad that I'm wrong. I love the, all the crazy theories and having the discussions and, and wondering, what about this? What about that? And, you know, if I'm wrong, it's okay. Like, I don't need it to happen. But that's part of the fun to me. Right? You know what I really like so. about Marvel right now is the fact that they, they, they now have, you know, gotten from um, comic books to movies to TV shows, so to speak, right? Yep. And they, they do such a good job of recognizing the vehicle that they're using. And 
respecting it, understanding what it is, but also sort of breaking the mold of what yeah. we can do there too. And and that it just shows how strong of a company they are in my yeah. opinion. Absolutely. Right? And they never pretty much they don't they know when to like hold the line when it comes to like canon and tradition, but they also know when to swerve properly. Um, and all the theories that you ever see, I would argue almost of the past 10, 12 years, right, of stuff, they never, they never actually occur, more or less. I mean, the only obvious thing was Agatha, right? But none of the theories ever pan out, even in the movies. Right. So I, I feel like there's no problem talking about it and theorizing because nope. that's part of the fun, right? If we can't do that, then what's the purpose of watching, right? I, um, okay, so let's but, let's be clear. It's not that I don't want anyone else to theorize. I know for my yeah, I I don't want <laughs> to be theorizing. He's got to be I, in this black box, you know. I like, want to be uh, cold as hell. Like I want a surprise <laughs> to be a surprise. I don't even want to think about it because I know myself. I watch a trailer. I'm like. That scene. Oh, what's going on there? This you person's know, going. Does, I create a whole goddamn story, and then when it happens, happens, I'm just though. like, "Fuck this shit!" Like I'm never watching this again. Like I just get so frustrated. But the theories uh, never pan out, though. Like uh, my theories do. <laughs> like well, I feel like I, I I can write shit, and I was like, "Oh, this goes here. This goes here." I told you. That's why I don't watch trailers because I. Okay. Avengers. When the whole, I, I'm sure yes. I said this on the podcast many times. Yep. The whole catch is Iron Man. In Iron Man three. There's like a thousand Iron Man suits at the you know at the end of the movie. I'm just like this scene hasn't happened yet. Where, where, where is it? I was like, oh god, it's the ending scene, isn't it? I was like, god damn it! I just predicted this cool like you know reveal. And so True. again, that's like that kind of stuff. Even if trailers have gotten better, I just like trust it. It applies to movies. But I know like, myself. Series, they have a little more wiggle room. Exactly. It's Agreed. Like Arthur said, it's more fun because like every week there's like another. I get it. Right. I get it. And I just. It, I, it, it, I don't care if people to... theorize. I just I know myself, and I'm just like oh, I hate right. myself for, for predicting this. So we'll all theorize, but it, it kind of is a throwback to like shows like Lost, right? We're all kind of like talking about it, water cooler, like what's going on, the the hatch and the island and the smoke monster, and then you know you have all these crazy theories, and so it has fun. a kind of part it's of part of the it's part of the fun, right? Because if you binge watch it. it, you can't do it. So I, I love that. So Lost is like there is no backstory though. See, I think with the comic books. With comic book TV show, there's a sure. lot of lore. Like you, you can yeah. see where it might go. So. But Mar, Mar, but Marvel was really good about not not doing that because otherwise it's too obvious. Um, right. at, at, right. based on their history so far, right? So know. that's what I like. But anyway, I mean, I thought the show was just amazing. I'm glad they led with it. Um, and it, again, just like Dot said, they can kind of like do anything. Um, and they're so smart about stuff. Um, that they can do sitcoms now. If they want to just do pure sitcom, I'd watch it. And it doesn't even have to be like tied to anything or lead to anything. If they just want to do a sitcom, great. Um, I want to see a, a Jimmy Wood Darcy show now, going off and doing X Files investigations. Right? That'd be oh, awesome. God, that'd be amazing. Yeah, like <laughs> that. That would be great. So they've proven that they can do that, and I'm actually more excited about their TV shows now, more if not the movies, because you can actually do more with television. Right? You can flesh them out more and things like that. And now I'm actually looking forward to. Falcon and Winter Soldier, not just because it's just MCU action adventure, but I know there's going to be themes of things. They're going to use the show to talk about things. I think I shared in the chat, right? I, I'm going to, my expectation is now different now, if not a little bit more. Yeah, so. like I, I feel like the Falcon Winter Soldier is a boring idea to me, but coming into WandaVision, like who am I to be able to expect anything? Yeah, I'm and I try. yeah, and, and I then, came into WandaVision expecting. Good, and I'll just ride it. Cra yeah. Crazy, crazy, weird, great, and I and I got it, and I was like, wow, and then some. So yeah, yeah hats off to them, amazing. So, sure. Anyway, there you go.
All right. Um, I think, I mean, you guys all touched on everything. I, I, I thought the show was really well done. Um, I thought, like Arthur said, this was really a show about Wanda's grief, like going through that. And, and I don't think we got to really experience that in any of the movies. And, and uh, I don't even think we got to really experience Wanda in Vision in the movies. Like we get a little bit in Endgame and uh, a little bit in Civil War at the start of it. But this is really good to just like kind of fully realize and understand their relationship. I, I really like how they did the... Because um, I always thought it was weird, and even in the comics, just like Vision and Wanda. Why would Vi Wanda fall in love with Vision? And then you kind of find out, oh, because he's created from the Mind Stone and then it, it affects her as well. And there's some attraction there that... Uh, yeah, it's such a smart idea, I think. It's um, always been weird in the comics too, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just like, okay, what? Yep. She's in love with the you know droid and uh, yeah it was always, always that, that, uh, weird but uh, the mind something was a really cool idea. Um, I would say like I really like episode eight because it it kind of they're doing things in these Marvel shows that they're making previous movies better like the whole idea of like that yeah. bomb not blowing up because she had put a, a hex on it. Yeah, uh, really cool idea. Um, and and uh, the commercials. Don't forget the commercials. Commercials, like it made me want to yeah. watch Age of Ultron again, <laughs> yeah. even oh, though it's yeah. not Absolutely. like a, yeah, even though it's like not a favorite Marvel you know, can movie. I mind? say I just watched Age of Ultron like a few days before the last episode. That's why I was like, uh, it really got me that that one move where she like, cause like you know they like they, they, they oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. I just watched it, Age of Ultron when they did it again. I was like, oh yeah, my God. yeah, yeah. that was good. I like that. Like, callbacks. I that. Yeah. It was a callback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I thought the show was really good. I thought I, I wrote it in our Slack channel, but I thought it was the perfect way to get back into Marvel after a year and a half off. Like you, yeah, I cannot ask for anything more. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not. Do I think it was a perfect show? No, I think like most of you, there there's some issues towards the end of the 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 last episode. Really, like I feel like it was rushed. And I know production was kind of stopped because of the pandemic, but like. Uh, Wait, Hayward, like just shooting the kid, like <laughs> wait, just out of nowhere, he pulls the kid, starts shooting him. I was like, okay, that I didn't see that coming. Um, uh, and then just I, I feel like, like Darcy literally gets two words in the last episode. That's um, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica's like I, I don't know. I just I feels like yeah, there was something underused. more that could have done there with the side characters, and yep. we don't barely even see Jimmy Woo. Like yeah, I was just yep. uh, I wish there was a little bit of a a wrap up between them, but uh, overall. Really enjoyed the show. Uh, I like really like watching it week to week. I got a lot of people messaging me who are just kind of like casual, whatever, Marvel fans, and they're just like, I don't get this show. This is not a Marvel show. And I was like, <laughs> this is a Marvel show. Just like, wait. <laughs> like, like, when you watch the first few episodes, and everyone's like, oh my god. Like, what? What? what I don't know what I'm watching. I'm just like, you're going to some find time, it. Something's yeah. going to happen. Like, you, yeah. you can tell something's happened. Just... Kind of stick with it, and uh, almost everyone that that kind of asked me about that, and they're like, "Oh, you're right." Like, you know, I heard it, that from a lot of people too. They're like, "They're like, like, what? I don't understand what this show is supposed to be." Yeah, <laughs> but the funny thing is that this is a show that's pretty accessible once you can kind of get past certain things, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. That's the the beauty of it. Like, you don't have to be invested in the, that stuff. It's yeah. a show about someone struggling with grief. Yeah, and it's still like the characters are interesting, even if they were introduced. In, totally, like, this is the first thing because like. Yeah, I, I mean, they 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 write the stories in a way that uh, yeah, you kind of don't need you don't need any of the background information. So uh, this is really smart from a business business perspective because I bet you you know people who just jumped into this show 
they might go back now and watch Marvel shows. They might watch the next one when they see Wanda in Doctor Strange too. Like again, yep. it's, it's really smart. Um, they did, uh, you know, they built the whole movie universe, and then they got kind of got that so that uh, the TV shows, like it would get people excited for the TV shows, and it was like Jeff Loeb's TV shows. And then now it's the opposite. They they're do, doing TV shows to get people excited about future movies. So again, <laughs> really smart. Anyways, uh, really enjoyed the show. I'm going to miss that it is not on anymore. I actually would be okay with just one season. I don't know how you can write a story that goes back into this uh, time, sort of like time warp and going to old shows, but they've found ways. So I I don't doubt it if they wanted to do a second season, um, but I'd be okay with it if it was just one, uh, one season. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for the next, the next show. I think uh, Marvel... Uh, has me excited again uh, than when yeah. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming came out yeah. and Captain Marvel came out, and I was just like, eh, this last phase of movies are like, yeah, they're they're okay. So, and you All know, right, those two let's... kids will be back some way. Those two kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... Those two fake kids will, will be back. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're being set up for something in the future for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah Can I ask uh, what that last part where she's like, you know? There's like the extra, there's her thing reading the book thing. I don't so she's know. reading the dark hold and but what's she, that thing that what's that version of herself? Like I didn't understand that. Oh, it's like her astral form. So yeah, like you know in Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. You know how he you know how he can kind of have this out of body experience. So it's it's kind of replicating what Doctor Strange does. She's doing one yeah. thing here and then yeah. her astral yeah. form is kind of reading and consuming the book. And I you know, obviously she's trying to find out like how do I how do I save my boys? Or how do I create them again? At once, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's not a good book, by the way. The no, Darkhold no. is very bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yep. I think the connection to the Doctor Strange. Okay. All right. Uh let's do a round of uh ratings, one through ten. Uh Nick Choi, what do you give oh, one? We're of giving it? it a rating on the series? Of course. Yeah. What? Yeah, I give it a ten. Oh, yeah. oh, oh wow. Wow. ten. It's a perfect shot of you. <laughs> Or 9.7. You, listen, do whatever you want, but just tell me what you like. Be, be committed. Be fully committed. I like it. 10? Okay, 10. It was family, tie, it was family ties for him. I would give it a 10 if they connected the Quicksilver guy back to the Okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a dummy. Oh. This is, this is, I don't want to talk to you about it anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, next was uh, uh I'll say that it was a fantastic show. I think it, just like in, in the 70s when, when the Superman movie came out, they said, you know, you'll believe a man can fly. The show made me believe that an android could love a human. If yeah. You will. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't really talk about that, but I, I mentioned to you guys. When he made cried, droid, that was amazing. They made a droid, like, very emotional. Like, I, I cared for that guy, and I felt bad for him. And Such a good job. Yeah. I, I give the show a 9.2. Um, your decibel scores. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah, I got to say, uh, you know, somebody mentioned about Paul Bettany and his career almost being over. There definitely is a story behind that. And, you know, the vision character gave him new life as an actor. I think if you've enjoyed Paul Bettany, I have to say, know that. go watch um, A Knight's Tale. If you haven't seen it. And you'll yeah, love it well for that all over again. Right. So shout out to Paul yeah. Bettany. You know, we talk about, we talk about Elizabeth Olsen and, she absolutely deserves an award for her performance um, around grief and just sort of the, the range. Um, but Paul Bettany is right there. Right. So, yeah. Point. Yeah. All right. 
great summer what is your uh, score i give it a 10 everything that i might have been a little frustrated about is totally made up for with everything else about the show like it was i'm very happy with it. probably one of my it might be my favorite marvel thing to date nice. uh, oh that's wonderful i would it's, it's i totally, mean i'd understand yeah. it's so nice to see people get new favorites right the idea that cinema and movies and media can just give you a new love experience yeah look at when someone said 10 anthony's like i understand and when i said 10 he's like what the fuck no you said 10 10, and then you were like nine i'm like no just go with your first one man <laughs> you, I'm just saying, you talked about it like you have pro- more problems than that. So, I guess that from everybody. Stick to your number. Okay. Stick to your number, guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kai, what's your score for WandaVision? Uh, I think I'm stuck between like a nine and a half and a nine. So I'll probably go with the nine and a half. I told you. told you guys. He had all the problems with it. He was given a nine. <laughs> I only <laughs> highlighted one problem, but it's oh, also okay. just a problem that you don't deep into that problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But even yeah. that isn't like a cornerstone of the show, right? It was actually just more about vision and what they're going to do with it outside yeah. of the show, which to me is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, the show in and of itself, right, is is a great show, all in a lot of different aspects. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. Arthur, um, gosh, I don't like giving these decimals, but it's you know if I said a nine, I feel like it's a little too low. Mm-hmm. It should have been great. Don't let I, that affect I, you. But I don't think ten is is either because I you know I, I there's definitely some, some minor something minor 9. things. 8, so. Nine point eight. Nine and a half. I'm not going to do these weird decimals like you know three or, or seven. It's like nine to me is still too small, but I can't do it at ten. But nine point five is probably fair for me. Because uh, the show is amazing all around. Like, wow. I'm, I'm really impressed. Very, very impressed. Right. And I did go back and watch older stuff of her. Like, I watched Age of Ultron. I watched her, her appearances in Civil War. And you're like, wow. You can see the character progression. It's really cool. Um, yeah. You know, even that minor scene in Endgame, right? Infinity War. Um, those scenes. It's like, it kind of just adds up. It's great. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there you go. And all the comic book homages, obviously. Like, you know, I'll pick up on that. Those are so much fun. Like what they did, White Vision, Monica, you know, Agatha, you know, all that stuff is just fantastic. All right. Uh, and I feel kind of bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I go with what my gut is when I leave a show. And this is one of the better shows I definitely have seen recently. But uh, I, I just, I still have problems. Like, to me, you, to Nick. get a nine, it's got to be a really, like super tight show, and a ten is like you got to have perfect. And so, Nick. I give it eight and a half. I still think it's a, a great show. It, again, it was perfect. Get him perfect Nick. for what it was. Um, still had some small issues with it. I uh, expected it out of Kai, <laughs> <laughs> not out of Andrew. I sported it yeah for what it was. It was a one shot, right? Like there's only one season, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, go, keep going. Anyway, uh, no, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for joining, Summer. Much appreciated. Um, uh, we would love to have you back. Uh, I think our next... <laughs> I can't believe we're going to do this. 
that our next podcast is going to be fucking Snyder Cut, Snyder whatever shit. No. Uh, yeah, yes. League Snyder Let's do Cut it. thing. Oh. Let's do uh, it. Do I have guys. to watch it to contribute? Because I yes. don't yeah. feel like I'm going to watch that. A five-part <laughs> series now. We can't just podcast good stuff. We have to podcast stuff that may be questionably good or has the potential to be good. Come on now. Yeah, I summer I more than half the stuff I watch, I only watch to do the podcast. Like, if, if I wasn't doing this, I would never watch <laughs> half of these movies. Seriously. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's um, actually how I got into Marvel. We, we did Fantastic Four. Uh, and Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my um, God. Which one was that? Yeah, New Mutants. We did some bad movies, too. Yeah, and so. New Mutants. Oh. Yeah, that was bad. We did so many yeah. terrible movies. So yeah. part of it is watching it for the sake of this. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Snyder Cut, man, let's do well, it. We'll do Snyder Cut, and the same at the same, I guess, the same weekend. Uh, that's when Falcon and Winter Soldier starts. You can so finally, we'll put probably... Snyder in the grave. Can we do a Snyder <laughs> Cut watch party? We'll all watch it. In... No, yeah, let's do it. Let's no. do it. Before, watch before party. Mad. I don't even know if how it's gonna work, but no, let's watch party it. Come on. I so do watch party. Oh, we all start at the same time, and then we could just like. No, Slap there's websites that drop off as that are built for watch parties. No, I don't want to do this. Come on, Anvu. Oh, okay, okay, I'm a party pooper. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. it we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Four um, hours. Oh my four God. Hours? <laughs> is it four hours? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like it is. It's like a five part thing. We, we don't have to do it all at once. We can cut it down. We can do like no. an hour at a time. Okay? All at once. I'm not going to. Yeah, You're not no. kidding. It really is four hours. It is four hours. Yeah. So if we watch it together, Summer, we'd have to go really early for you, like eight o'clock for you. And then for us on the West Coast, you know. Uh, five. <laughs> so we I end at nine and take a day off. Long yeah, yeah. <laughs> we end at nine and you end at at midnight, right? Or something like that. Oh my gosh, it's really it's four hours, but we can we can chop it up. We don't have to right, take right. it all in one shot. Come on, guys. Um, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll work, work it out. out. And then we got I'm Falcon game. and the Winter Soldier after, and then right after that, Black Widow comes out. Um, looks like the podcast is back back on again. <laughs> None of these uh, six month breaks. So I don't know. Evan we'll and see. Gustavo will be very happy. Get your goddamn vaccine so we can go to the movies and watch Black Widow. So, uh, all right, guys, thank you for joining and uh, signing off for Arthur, Pat, Nick, Summer, Kai, uh, Ronald. We'll stitch uh, this stuff in later. Till next time. Bye, folks. Bye, bye. Even the one I think...